0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of The Joshua Perry Show. Of course, I am your host, former Buckeye captain, national champ, former NFL player, and current Big Ten Network, and 97.1, the fan analyst, Joshua Perry. This is the podcast where we talk sports, life, and everything else. Of course, broadcasting on the ZDN Network. Holler at ZDN Network on Twitter for big-time podcasts. Great content. A little bit of a different show here we got going. Um, I know usually... I guess not usually but lately I've been doing the solo dolo thing you know give you some of my thoughts but y'all probably hear tired of hearing your boy just go on and on it's done with the pontificating Joshua Perry we need to liven up the show and bring in a guest so I had to bring in the OG best guest you could have on the show Tyvis Powell to come and help me do my thing today what's going on Tyvis?
1: I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm flat. is, first of all, I want to say that that is quite the intro. You know, like to have all those accolades like that. Boy, you on your way, boy. You you gonna be something special for having all I just this. got. Now, hold just bang, on. bang, let me, bang.
0: Let me run down the Tyvus Powell accolades. <laughs> no, you know what I didn't
1: we're near as good as you
0: national would. championship, defensive MVP. Oh, that's Four four-year NFL veteran? Yes. Come on now, come on now, Pretty team business. captain.
1: Pretty, it's come all on, right. man! All right,
0: national all right. champ. I mean, we we got a lot of the same accolades on here.
1: You know what? The difference is, you know, you are you are in the Big team, and I am currently unemployed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Now we uh we got a fun show. Kind of wanted to bring Tyvis in on this one for a couple of reasons. Number one. You know, I've, I've given my thoughts on the Buckeye season and, and how it went, but I wanted to get somebody else's thoughts on it, just kind of overall with the college football. And I got a couple of good questions for you on that. And then I wanted to transition into the time of year it is right now with all the, the pre-draft stuff going on. We've got the Senior Bowl going on currently. There's no NFL combine in Indy, but we'll see the pro days, and then eventually we will actually get to the NFL draft. And that was an experience me and you, uh, we're going through at the same time, we actually trained together down in Florida. So uh, we we'll did. reflect on that. Had a great time there. And then of course, I got to get your Super Bowl prediction. And we'll have a little bit of fun at the end of this deal. Uh, before we get out of here. How's that sound?
1: That sounds like a plan. Let's get right into it.
0: All right, right into it. So just broad question here. And you answer it however you want to answer it. But uh, as you reflect back on this 2020 college football season, what are your thoughts overall?
1: I, for the season or the Buckeyes in general?
0: The season in general. We'll get to the, the Buckeyes season, in a sec.
1: The season was, it was like up and down. It was really not well put together. Um, I think that this season was kind of like a sloppy play a little bit because. You know, you need that time over – you need, like, OTAs and stuff to develop players and get people up to speed. I think for, like, teams that got new coaches, staffs, it was kind of a – they put them at a disadvantage because they didn't get to really install their playbooks the way that they wanted to. Because, as you know, as the season goes on, it's kind of hard to try to focus on winning a game but also installing a whole new playbook that people aren't really accustomed to. And I think for the Buckeyes in general, we've seen that with defense because they obviously they had a change in defensive coordinator. And it just seemed like, you know, Coach Combs wanted to make it simple. And the simplest thing was obviously for them to go back to the thing that they know, which is what Halfley did last year. And I think that was the kind of the thing with a lot of, teams around the world or around the country this year is that they just they couldn't install what they really wanted to do so they kind of just went off of what they did last year I think a lot of teams that didn't have winning records like the the team up north's in the world mm-hmm. you know, they just took this season that's kind of like we're gonna we're kind of help people get reps and games you know productive sure. season like that but I don't think they really took it as as serious as this should have been taken because for the Big Ten they play with eight games right. really like five or six so I think people just kind of scratched took the season as a scratch it was like it is what it is you know we ain't really gonna focus on it that much
0: no I mean it was a scratch for a lot of teams and, and to your point everybody who played college football this year has an extra year of eligibility so it doesn't count against them and we saw at the end of the year a lot of teams any team was bowl eligible this year you it didn't matter if you didn't win a single game you could have played in a bowl game and we saw teams that had winning records that would have played in bowl games in other years decide not to. So it definitely was a year unlike any other. And I I look to the Big Ten, and I agree with what you said. There were teams that were uncharacteristically bad. And if you look at the progression over a season, you could see things start to come together by the time they got to game four or five of the year you figure that some of those issues would have been solved in spring ball some of those issues might have been solved in training camp and then some of those issues would have definitely been solved playing you know three out of the conference games against Kent State and Akron or whoever the case was it was definitely strange but um kind of my bigger point in the question I want to follow up with you I mentioned that a lot of teams decided that they didn't want to play in a bowl game and we saw we see every year now that uh, players will opt out of their bowl games. And even in, in New Year's six bowl games, because you know they want to protect themselves to the next level, and I understand that. But this is the first time we saw whole teams just decide that the postseason was not that important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked the question, because I don't necessarily know if that's going to be a trend. I think there are people in sports circles that can see that becoming a trend. I don't necessarily see it the same way. But I'll ask this question is, do, if, if you asked Michigan or you asked Penn State, who ended with a, a, you know, on a four-game winning streak, or, or you asked uh, Nebraska, would you have fought as hard at the beginning of the year if you could play results and understand how hard this year was going to be and the lack of success that you had? Would you have fought this hard to play football or would you have been comfortable being on the sidelines at home? And I'm, I'd ask those teams specifically, but there are a number of teams across America. What do you think the answer would be? just as you reflect back do you think there are some teams that wish that maybe this year they would have taken it and just kind of sidelined it or do you think everybody is it's still appreciative of the fact that they got to play any games at all
1: honestly i'm going to say that i think that they were just appreciative appreciative to play because i mean honestly josh we playing college football with uh, one goal in mind and that's really to get ourselves ready to go to be pros. And the only on the best way that can happen for you is to, one, get good film out. Two, you need those game reps to make yourself a better player. I mean, did it hurt them in any ways? I don't think it hurt any team in any way of playing this season. I don't think there were really a lot of major injuries, I don't want to say. Sure. Um, so, I don't think it really hurt people that way. I think that for the younger players, I think it definitely was a year that they wanted because you know, you got people opting out now. You got now you need those younger players to come in and get game reps to be ready for next year or get them pre- prepared for the future. So, I honestly think that I don't think nobody would have not wanted to play this season because it's what you come to college for. I mean, you your own scholarship to play football, why would you not get to do, why would you not want to do the one thing that you're here to do? Like, that makes no sense.
0: So I agree with you 100% from the player's perspective. I think that these guys are conditioned to withstand terrible situations. I think as long as you can dangle a carrot out there and say that you've got a football game coming at some point, players are willing to put in the work. But when I start to evaluate Michigan, and not just Jim Harbaugh, but the athletic department, as a whole that's and that's
1: your and, problem right there you keep no no the no because i'm yeah. i'm, a, I'm <laughs>
0: extrapolated out here but you look at what happened with them quarterback situation couldn't figure it out i mean it just looked like a clown show and you can point to the lack of reps and all that kind of stuff and i'll give them a, a break on that but it doesn't tell the whole story <laughs> wow. right so you see that clown show they looked awful they beat minnesota and everybody thought that they were just you know they were going to be the team of the year nobody talked about the fact that minnesota had 30 players out for that game and it ends up that michigan's actually trash and we find that out pretty quickly um and then harbaugh is out there flirting with other teams looking at other opportunities and nobody wants him in the nfl so they have to re-sign him. and i think when you're in that position you would have rather said okay let's not play the season And for two reasons, number one, Harbaugh doesn't prove how bad of a coach he is. And number two, you don't look like a clown show because you can't figure out what's happening with the quarterback situation. And I think through that, they probably lost a fraction of their locker room because there's something going on behind closed doors to where that situation wasn't playing out properly. I'll flip it over to Nebraska with Scott Frost. Here's a guy who everybody's been expecting to take this this leap, this jump. He was. And and (laughs) he hasn't. And this year, again, is one of those you throw it in the trash, but it was the same thing. You had two guys who you felt like were very good players who just did not play well at quarterback. A defense that was a little bit improved but still didn't take the step that they need to. And whether the athletic department's talking about it or not, fans are done with him. A lot of fans <laughs> are, are about a year away from moving on from Scott Frost. And so in that situation, if you're him, if you take the year off, nobody has ammo. And so I think from the player's perspective, they're like, yes, I'm glad we got to play. I think some coaches and some ads are looking back right now, like, damn, this is a little bit more of a mess than we thought but it was, was going to be.
1: Wasn't Jim against playing this year? Or was no, he he, he
0: said he said he wanted to play games. All of these guys wanted to play games.
1: Okay.
0: So I, I, that's because I,
1: I know Scott Frost was front line. With yeah, Vegas. he was front
0: line, and now but he's I, looking back. I feel like.
1: like the, the team up north was it It had to be like the AD or somebody that said no. He said, like Jim said, yeah, but like the AD said no or something. It like was, this. it was
0: a president. It was Schlissel, I think his name is. That was, um, he was really adamant about some of the safety concerns that were going on. And so he, he
1: was, no, because he knew, he knew what was going on. He knew what type of year they was going to have. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, though. It's definitely something wrong up there. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know if it, the players have lost trust in him or, or what it is, but it's – and they look bad, and, and it's sad because yeah, they it's kind bad. of making – it's kind of making the rivalry not a rivalry anymore. It's, it's so one-sided nowadays, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Don't get me – <laughs> I am truly grateful for it. But I just felt like like when the other coach was there, they they took us, like, it took us a, a freaking me to step in front of a play in the fourth quarter with, like, a couple seconds left to win the game. Like, they fought really hard. Yeah. And then I would say, it, not Jim's first year, but his second year there, so the year after we left. 2016. That, that was a good game. But that was outside the spot. Of those, outside of those two games, it's just, you know, it's just a, it ain't even really I, – I mean, I pray that they make it decently. But like I got to say – don't get it out of context. I am totally fine. with us winning every year? But you got to make it interesting at least. All right,
0: I'll make this interesting. I'm gonna ask you a question, and I, I think I know the answer to it, but I, I just want to hear what you have to say. If if you had to lose to either Michigan <laughs> or Michigan State,
1: which one? <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> I'm not losing. To, I'm not losing to the team for the door. It just. It holds.
0: I get it. Weight.
1: Like, it's too I get much. it, Tyvis.
0: But, but it, Michigan State has taken so much from us. I understand
1: but this is the thing: we lost to them, so it's like there's nothing I can do about it. It's happened. I don't know what it feels like to lose to the, the other team. Like it just. Do you understand how crushed Ohio would be <laughs> if we lose to them,
0: bro? But I'm I'm just trying to conceptualize this right now. I because I do understand how crushed the state of Ohio would be. But the two times we lost to Michigan State, it took away a chance for us to play for national titles, both times.
1: Indeed,
0: it did. So, like, I don't know if people really are feeling the gravity of but how big those saying. losses were. Because I'm, I'm 100% sure that if Michigan ended up beating Ohio State anytime soon, it would be because Ohio State had a bad day and be, not because Michigan was actually that good. Ohio State playing. would still be able to play. I mean, Champions. Don't get, me, don't get might me wrong. Still be able to play in the college football playoffs.
1: Don't get me wrong. I hate Michigan State like a lot. I, I I truly to this day I hope they lose every game they play. I I, and I don't care if it's <laughs> basketball, baseball, tennis. Uh, I don't care what it. I just hope they lose every game. That's how much <laughs> I hate them. But. It's just like I say, it's I like having the gold pants and at least that's yeah. like a breath of fresh air for all the Ohioans yeah. and all the Buckeyes. It's like that game. like We, we freaking do extra drills and training camp for them. So yeah. like we do all the pushups and sit ups for them. So, it, yeah, it, it's that that one will hurt more.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I was just trying to play devil's advocate on that. I'm I'm definitely done. I'm not taking an L to the team up north. But I was just trying to present because I know how much pain lives in uh, the, the the Michigan State Spartan losses for us.
1: Nah, we could have we could have went to the national championship four years in a row if we did. I know if we didn't get the the suspension the first one, we would yep. like. That's another story. I don't even want to get it. It hurts my heart every time.
0: Yeah, we... I'm I'm not gonna get too far into it, but yeah. Um, all right, so. Let me get your thoughts on Ohio State season.
1: Ohio State season was this. I compare it to our twenty thirteen season. Ironically, the the year we lost to Michigan State in the Big Ten. It was one of those years where, you know, that year our offense was clicking on all cylinders. You know, we had Philly, we had Braxton, we had Carlos High, you know, we had Devin Smith. We had all these weapons. I think, yeah. And our defense never really was good that year. Like, we were, you know, if we were just outscoring teams, if that, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. we wasn't, it wasn't like our defense was the reason we were winning games. It was solely because our offense kept scoring and we was outscoring people. And, you know, for a while, I want to say we were like ranked pretty high in offense, but we were like at the bottom of the barrel in defense.
0: Yeah, we were, we
1: were and it bad. worked. You know, it worked for a while, but it, just like this year, you know, once you get to them championship games, the defense has to come up and come in and play. And if you can't, you can't, it, it goes to show that I don't care what Nick Saban said because Nick Saban, tricky Nick, got this this uh, quote out there talking about the high power offense is the way to go. It ain't even yes. about defense no more, and it it, it pisses me off because <laughs> me being a defensive guy, it pisses me off, but. It just goes to show that you know defense still wins championships, and like I say, they the defense obviously they they, they had a terrible game plan. I mean, I, I like to call a spade a spade, Coach Cones. I love you dearly, you my guy. But I'll like, challenge
0: you on that in a sec. But but go ahead.
1: Like you can't just have a team just play cover three all game a you know that the team is going to scheme it. You have to throw some 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 wr- sure. some wrinkles in there, some sure. cover 2. You got to do something to keep them guessing. You can't just let them know what you're in. And it just seemed like, you know, it, it was at times, you know, during the season the defense showed like a flash. It's like a flash. It was like, okay, y'all actually pretty when good. When did they flash? They showed a flash, Michigan State. They flashed a little bit. Clemson. No, they flash.
0: You didn't watch. You didn't watch. <laughs> <Michigan State>. so <laughs> so as they much as play. I watched Michigan State this year.
1: Wow. No, no. Michigan
0: State, so bad, bro. They were <laughs> so bad on oh, offense. God. They were so bad. So
1: you said everybody so said, flashed
0: against, bro? Iowa scored thirty-five points on them or whatever. How I can't even remember how many points Iowa was was just looking like. Anyway, it looked like Braxton so they, was playing quarterback they didn't, they didn't
1: for flash, Iowa. Did they flash against Clemson?
0: They did. They did. I'll give you that.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's what the that's what the hope was going into the championship game. You know, they would. I mean, granted, Trevor Lawrence. I still. I think he still threw for four hundred yards. But he did. I think that you know the pass rush was there. It was. Um, the linebackers play really well. Secondary sure. was still a little little tricky, but you know, they was willing to hold on enough for them they to put, get the They put they
0: kept everything in front of them.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, going into the championship game, it just that's what we were all hoping for, you know, that they play like that. The pass rush was gonna have to come in, you know. Alabama just and it's just Alabama was just a better team. That's Honestly, what it was. I agree, was. I, I agree with that. We could call it. We could try to say if this happened, if that happened. Honestly, just Alabama just had a very <laughs> special program. It was like historic year for them. They went undefeated. They had the best quarterback in the nation. I think he got the award: best running back, best wide receiver, best. Tackle. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll
0: disagree with him being the best quarterback, and we can talk <laughs> about that at a later date too. But.
1: Did he not um,
0: win the? Did he win the award? He he won the award. Right, okay, but talk we talked. We, we 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 had a conversation offline about how some of these awards don't Joshua, go to the people that they.
1: Your man threw for seventy percent a completion percentage on the whole entire year.
0: Did you see what kind of throws he was throwing? Oh, this this is perfect. God. All right, let me segue don't into don't it. Do let me segue into that. it. Don't this is that. this is why this is why I want to push back on you oh, saying Ohio God. State's game plan was not. It wasn't a good game plan. I disagree with that. I think it was not executed, and I think that they did not make adjustments off of that game plan. But their, initial game, their initial game plan to me was on point. This is what they did. They brought four linebackers in the game, and they said, we're going to stop Najee Harris from running the ball because Alabama's offense is run the ball, quick game, where they have five receivers out in the, in the, in the route. So it's, it's the four receivers and the running back. He's a part of the route. He's not even check releasing. He's just out. And then they like to take shots off the play action, right? So if you come in there and you say, we're going to stop the run, that stops a big part of their offense where running back's really good. It also takes them out of their play action game because when the run's not working, the play action doesn't work, right?
1: That's a fact. And
0: And then if they're a quick game team and you put them in longer yardage situations, you ask them to drop back into five and seven step drops which takes them out of their rhythm of the quick game and makes them go down the field a little bit more. Okay. Jones doesn't necessarily do unless oh, my it's a, God. Unless it's a, a, a two, three-man route off a of play action, right? Joshua.
1: So the man. game
0: plan initially was fantastic. The issue was, and this is, this is where I – this is a bigger point for me because I agree <laughs> with you at the end of the day. Biggest issue was I didn't make <laughs> adjustments. And, and this is what it was for me. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. When they ran that damn special, and it was tough yeah. bowling, the
1: weak, hook. The
0: weak, hook, weak it. hook issues. And it's a real <laughs> issue when number 23 is a weak hook defender because they had damn Devontae going on that over.
1: They should have had it.
0: the safety occupied by number two.
1: What a, which, see, he looked is, like he was
0: going to be, be on the field.
1: They should have changed who the weak hook player was. They
0: should have done that. that. They, they should have they
1: they made this. They should have said 32.
0: They, 32 can never be the weak hook player. No. Or, or <laughs> even, even better than that is if that situation does happen, tough Borland, knowing that you got number three oh, yeah, is six, you got yeah, speed Heisman at three. Right yes, right there, there should have been a check. And I don't know what the hell they needed <laughs> to check into, but he should have had the ability to say, I'm not covering this guy.
1: No, so no. That, yes. It, no. Yes. No, what happens is, no, what yes. happens when you No, you're recognize- not going to say, oh, he,
0: he lines up at eight you yards. And he, line, no, no, nope. I'm back. not with it. I'm not with Just it. He, he would have no no never board. been able to cover him regardless. Bro, I'm not, I'm not, this is not, this is not, this is not, this is not crap on tough hour right now. Oh, but exactly. I was, I was on Twitter looking at clips from the senior bowl and tough Borland was getting outrun by Michigan's fullback on a flat route. There was no chance he was covering Devonte Smith. That's not a <laughs> part of what he does, and so there should have been something that says if we get into this singular situation, we got to get out of it one way. Call a timeout. I don't All care right, what bro. it is, but we so ain't doing that,
1: this. With that being said, that brings me back yes. to my initial point that I made earlier. Sure, Coach Combs, they have time to get <laughs> Dang, Yeah, I know. Talk about it, like like that's something that
0: that's bro, an issue.
1: It's yeah, it's, it's a weak hook issue. You gotta, you bro, gotta It's base defense. defense. You have to yes. rep that. Like who's this? How do you know they rep that in practice? We don't. We don't know what they're doing.
0: Like you know, I know they're, exactly they're, what they're doing. They're, they're 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 playing it straight. They say whoever's in the weak hook's got to cover it. I know. in and, and Alabama was smart enough to. They did everything offensively to attack Ohio State without Ohio State making a singular adjustment. They put Devontae Smith at that three spot sure. in a three by one formation and ran him on the special. That was a touchdown before they even called did the damn play. They, they, put, <laughs> they put Devontae Smith in motion on the goal line in man to man where everybody plays man to man. that was a touchdown before they even called it. And we had no answers. There was no bumping it. There was no zoning it. There was nothing. It, it, it's, nothing. You know
1: what it was like? It was really like. I'm gonna tell you what the game seemed like it seemed like that Ohio
0: like we were playing State, checkers and they were it, playing no, chess
1: it, was, it seemed like <laughs> they were playing like it was install one and we was yeah. just gonna play it like that Install one, base off base defense install yep. one we just it's gonna be a really simple uh easy game we ain't gonna really put no stress on y'all mentally and you just gotta run with everything jeez thing. oh Pete.
0: that's not the way Wait, to play it no
1: it's Or they could
0: have at least disguised the coverage or something. Make them them check or something. Anyway, I'm going to get off of that. I'm going to get off of that.
1: It's only going to make them better. You know, it's it's Coach his first year as a coordinator. He'll be all right. He's going to definitely figure it out. He'll be all right. I put my money on him that he'll make sure that he gets it fixed for next year.
0: Yeah, I do too. And and we both know him on a personal level. He's one of the most conscientious guys. And I think he'd be more – than anything else, he would be upset that he put his players in positions not to succeed. And that's right. why it's going to be fine. I, I, think, I agree with you on that. I
1: definitely think he's one of those coaches that will stand up on that podium and say, this one's on me. Yeah. Don't yep. me. Keep this on me for sure. 100. All right. So I'm
0: going to get off of that because I'm all fired up. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this, what happens after the bowl game when you're a senior, a draft eligible prospect that declares, Tyvis, what happens after the bowl game?
1: Well, after the bowl game, you say your goodbyes to your – if you're leaving, you say your goodbyes, okay? So for my for myself, I said my goodbyes to my teammate. I think – I never said goodbye to Coach Meyer, and I think he's mad at me to this day about it. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, you say goodbye, and I got on the plane, and I headed down to Pensacola. And um, the next day, I woke up, put my – sent the world out that i was leaving for my little like all the kids do they do a real good now they they got like people that do designs. yeah they more. do letters they they, yeah, make, they, they write a letter i was yeah. like a uh, tweet type thing just you know you just screenshot the tweet and boom put it out there yes and then i get to i get to exos the next day and
0: so out of you, nowhere,
1: hold i don't on, know let me let me,
0: let me let me dig into this real quick so you did not tell Coach you were declaring before? No, that's a lie. Oh, I was about to say. I've been, I've okay, all right. Because you said you didn't say bye, and then you said but the thing him, out, I was I, like, wait I, a minute. Okay. Like I, he
1: he knew that I was leaving. I had talked to him about it. We talked. To, we talked. I told him that I was probably declaring probably after the team up North game. I think that's when I told him like I'm this. I'm gone after this. After we play the bowl game, That'll probably be my last game. And it was a lot of. uh push and shove we me and him went back and forth on that a lot but yeah ultimately you know hey, shout out to coach cones because he was the he was like one of the only people that was really like huge supporting my decision a lot like i got a lot of push and pull from everybody else coach cones was the one that was like huh, go ahead <laughs> said, you can do it type thing so anyways i get to i get to pensacola um, I We started training. I see. We played our last game on a Saturday, I think. I started training on Monday. And I get to, you know, I walk in and do the intros. And out of nowhere, I see this guy who's 6'4, about 240 at the time. I think he shaved his head at the time. I have, I was like, I know this kid. It's Joshua Perry. <laughs> Joshua Perry is down here working out at the same exos as me. And yeah, that was just. Exos was cool, man. Like you got to I got to meet a lot of DBs around the country. We always had that SEC and which yes. was the better conference and all yes. that. It got wild. But yeah, that was nice. Then we led to the senior bowl. Me when you got to go to the senior bowl. We had me, you, Nick. I think Dee Dee was there, Braxton was there, which that makes it, that makes everything better when you got a a group of your guys there. Like, I don't know if XO's would have been as fun if you wasn't there training with me. Like, it would have been, like, I mean, obviously I would have been all right, but, like, to have, to see somebody that I was with for four years of my life there with me, it made it, like, that much better than me. So, now I appreciate you for that. But yeah, we get to the Senior Bowl, man. Which, which is actually, I think that's going on right now, right? The Senior Bowl. It is. Senior it is. Bowl was a whole different beast, man. That that's a lot. So of
0: I back. I I cut out of the Senior Bowl after like one day or two days because I had a little groin you, injury.
1: Yeah, you had an injury. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you showed. me. I had a groin,
0: so I yeah, was done.
1: Left me. Yeah, uh, Senior Bowl was but she was there for the first night when you had to go down yeah. in that, that basement and do all them interviews or whatnot. That was terrible. <laughs> Josh, I was there from to 12 at night. Like that. It was it was a lot, like mentally. Like the physical part was easy. Like practice wasn't hard at all. I mean, we just did like, I think I had what was that with Dallas? We was with Dallas. Yep. And I don't even know who the other... Jackson, Their linebacker
0: coach was a damn asshole.
1: Oh, you ain't like him? I had Bieber a, Bieber. I had Joe Baker. I don't even know where he's at. No, he's, it's
0: not that I didn't like him. It's just that he was an asshole.
1: Whatever. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm one of those too, so, you know, we would have really banged heads. But anyway... <laughs> But practices was cool. You know, they wasn't, it wasn't like a physical practice at all. You know, we was – I don't even think I put pants on. I, I think I played in shorts the whole time. And, you know, every, when we get to the game, the game is just like, you know, just to show nobody's really playing to get hurt out there. So it's kind of like it's kind of like an all-star game.
0: Right? Yeah, a little exhibition. Game.
1: Yeah, like, you know, we ain't going to go hard. We just want to show off our talents, you know, do whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, don't get embarrassed. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to try to hurt each other because we know everybody's training and everybody wants to get ready for the combine. But it just seemed like it was that that week just seemed so long to me. Like, but I do remember that going out there and looking at other safeties because I was playing safety at the time. Obviously, you know, I was just look, comparing myself to other players around the world or not the world, the country. I don't know why I keep calling it the world, the country, and. And I was just like, you know, I'm I am really a pretty good player. Like I thought, you know, I'm really good, you know. I, I was like the best coverage safety there. We should do one-on-ones with tight ends and you know, yeah, I know how I am with tight ends. I know I got a thing. I I don't like that. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, turns out the first day the the best the, we do uh so they do one-on-ones at the end and they do whoever the best is at the position. So I'm going, it's me versus Nick. Vinette. And I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple Nick, listen to me, I know Nick like a book, because I would against Nick all the time, but this is the thing. This is when I realized that quarterback play is different. Okay? So when I'm checking Nick at Ohio State, you know I'm used to Cardell and J.T, and they are they were like on a time thing. It was like it was like all the time, rhythm. And it was like when Nick came out of his breaks, the ball was immediately right there. It was coming right. like right now. When I got to the Senior Bowl, I had that in my mind, and I was checking Nick, and I ended up piing them because the ball never came. It like, was late. Yeah, it was late. <laughs> so I didn't jump the whole route, and I didn't got the pi. Now I look bad, but yeah, man, it was it was quite the experience. I tell you that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I remember down at Exos. First off, it was nice getting out of gray ass Columbus Midwest. You know. Gray skies, cloudy, get down there to Florida. It was still over. cold
1: in Pensacola, though. It was
0: chilly, but we were by the water, and, you know, like, there was sand, and it was sun, and, you know.
1: That's we, true. Were The sun today. does. The sun makes it a lot It better.
0: makes a huge difference, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I think it was um, definitely fun to, to train down there with somebody that I knew, but also meeting some of the other cats, and we had some characters now. Yes,
1: we today.
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what a time, what a time. And then I uh, say, so, yeah, I mean, I glossed over that senior bowl week. I ended up back half of that week in, um, in a doctor's office getting um, PRP treatment. So they separate the platelets from the, the plasma and the blood. Mm. And then they can inject that into the site of a muscle tear and it helps you regenerate the muscle a little bit faster. So
1: how, how did you do that? What do you mean? the the groin injury doing drills Oh, okay
0: yeah and that that was the the thing the one thing i will say that training that you do there is so different than actually playing football that when you get drafted you kind of have to go through like a process of of like you know really getting back into football
1: yeah but a lot of a lot me, of it's not related to football it's it's, it's really you literally training for the combine. like yes. that's it that's
0: like, all you're doing
1: and and we, to me we, the, we, the, we spent
0: the, an afternoon breaking down how to run a pro shuttle the five, 510-5 five, like step by step like yes. we would do our first <laughs> step and then we would get back on the line and we would do the first step again and get back yeah. on the line and like okay let's <laughs> add in the second step like it was really like that
1: yeah it's I tell you what, when it's all over, it's a breath of fresh air. Cause it's like, man, like finally we get back to football. But it it kind of puts you as a disservice a little bit. Because if you spend too much time just focusing on the combine drills, when you get that time where they put you through your position drills, if you haven't really been doing them, like is you feel like a step off. Like I remember yep. like it like up until the week before we went to the combine like we really didn't do a lot of db drills like we just did like the... did you
0: guys have a db coach that was there we, we
1: did but it who was not i cannot think of his name i can't think of was his it name was it doug
0: graber was it the old dude
1: i think that's his name <laughs> Doug graber he was
0: coaching us too I think
1: that might be whoever it was he told i me, like doug like... He, he straight up told me that like, times, I'm not going to lie, you are a really great DB, like the way you move and everything. So it was just like, for, I heard that so much. Like, it was like, you are just like, you are. Yeah, really I feel cool. like a lot
0: of that shit yeah. was gas because I heard a lot of the same stuff too.
1: It, it was like you, and then I got to the senior bowl and they, even they was like, tires, I ain't gonna lie, you one of the best safeties here. And it just, it was like, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. Even my peers, when we was working out at EXO's, like I had like, a couple people be like, I ain't gonna lie, you, you gonna do really well. Like you move really good for a DB, or for like your size and your height and stuff. Like you move really nice. So it was good to get that, you know. You know, it's good to know that you are good, but to hear from other people, like, it right. kind of helps your confidence a lot, if that makes sense. I know, like, people be like, I don't need the approval of other people. But you do. You do. It's it's always nice to hear. It's so reinforcement.
0: Like, uh, it's, it's right. yeah, when you when you want to make sure what you're thinking in your head is the same thing that other people are receiving outside.
1: Absolutely. And so, then, go ahead.
0: I was about to say, what I was getting on with the, uh, like, the training being so different, I had the groin issue, and then I actually pulled my hammy on my second Forty at the combine, but I kept doing drills because I felt like I could push through and I was fine um yeah, but
1: did you a disservice didn't it?
0: It really didn't they they told me my drills looked good, I felt like i I wasn't as smooth as I really wanted to be, but you know it was you know six foot five or six four two fifty linebacker, like you know it was just I was yeah. I was uh the fifth fastest inside linebacker at the whole deal, like you know I felt like I had a good day what you
1: uh
0: a four, six, five, something like that.
1: And where was your goal?
0: I wanted to run like a four, six or better. Okay.
1: So, so yeah, that's the, that's the thing about that. Excellent. I think. But the combine will have
0: you messed up, though.
1: Because that's, <laughs> you're,
0: you're, not, you're not at peak performing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not would, at your, you your, 40? Your, top your top. No, I'm saying just you're, you're bogged down because of all the meetings and the late nights and the medicals and getting up oh, early for yeah. the drug test. Yeah. Oh uh,
1: yeah. I think but I think that's the point of it though. I think it's 100 percent it They want to see how you perform in adverse situations where Which is even, stupid
0: because there's no situation that's gonna be like that. Uh,
1: no, not that. Well, you know, it just it's just wanna see how you perform under pressure type thing. So like, you
0: wanna put me under pressure I'm never gonna face as a player and then No, because it's something then you want me to run a forty, which I'm never gonna do on a football field in the game.
1: Yeah, but this that's is that's some dumbass shit it's <laughs> No, this is this is the thing. This is how you respond. They want to see how you respond to it. It's it's about this. Put it. This is, this is kind of how they think. I, I've been around. I've been away from the game. I got time to study it. I got to see how people think. So we going let's see how you feel. You just went ten play drive on defense. They scored a touchdown. Okay your offense go out there on the first play, throw a pick, certain change. How do you respond? It's kind of like that. You know, you're tired. Your body is tired. You, you're not in the right mind state. You're you just like, man, we finally going to get this break. And then boom, you got to go back out there and you got to perform right now, like right now. And that's kind of how the combine is, you know, you like that analogy.
0: I, I, get, you? I get your, no, no, no. I, I understand the analogy. I understand what you were getting at. I just don't think that the way that they're doing it makes any type of sense. but But that's a different conversation for a
1: different day they're paying us so you know it's they they can do whatever they want (laughs) not not anymore
0: because i'm gonna talk all this smack right now because i haven't gotten an nfl check in a little minute (laughs) um all right so we'll stay on the nfl tip here i want to get through this and then i want to i want to dive into a couple of little fun things with you real quick so um super bowl prediction tom brady tampa bay Pat Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, what are you thinking?
1: Okay. What I'm thinking is, for one, I am I am really petrified to bet against Tom Brady. Okay. Sure. Like I I I don't want to do it. With that being said, the way that Kansas City is set up this year, it reminds me a lot of last year's Super Bowl, where Tampa Bay is coming off of a game where they had an incredible pass rush. You know, they was able to get to Aaron Rodgers, really messed this game up a lot. And then you got Kansas City, who's missing both tackles. You know, they got their offensive line looks – doesn't look good at all. I mean, they got like a bunch of seven-round picks undrafted, all type of stuff. So, from a talent standpoint, it looks as if Tampa Bay should just go out there. You know, they got JPP, they got Shaq Bear, and Dominican Sue it looks like they should just go out there and just really get after them. And that's exactly what I thought would happened last year with, the 49ers which and if for three and a half quarters that's exactly what happened they were really they had Mahomes ruffled he couldn't do what he wanted to do you know they was really getting after him and I think that's kind of the same thing that's gonna happen this year but Mahomes is a special breed you know he does that yeah. back pedal he does that back pedal thing yep and zips the ball out. just and flick it, <laughs> his wrist and
0: it's just what is going yeah, on
1: it, it, just, <laughs> it really just it's nothing you can really do about it though not so, a damn thing <laughs> so, I like, but this is the thing like, they did. I mean, they didn't beat them bad in the regular season, they only won by three points. But at the beginning of the game, you know, it was 17 to nothing like, at a blink of a hat or a blink of an eye. And you know, Tyreek Hill had more yards in the first half than a lot of people have in a game, so it was like, obviously, they're not gonna let that happen, I think. I think Todd Bowles is going to come up with a game plan that's going to be like, you know, we're, we're going to definitely not let him do that. Sure. Ultimately, I it's just the thing is, I don't think Tom Brady's going to have a bad game. I don't because Tom Brady prepares really well. I mean, he's never really performed bad in the Super Bowl. I mean, I know he had three picks last week, but I mean, he threw three touchdowns. I don't think he's going to throw three picks. That's what I'm going to say at first. With that being said, I just think, Patrick Mahomes is gonna find a way at the end of the game to do something crazy, but I don't want—I I want Tom Brady to win. <laughs> really? I—I I, I like Tom is Tom is like the best, even though even though he made a terrible life decision and went to the team up north. Like I don't know why he did that. That—that's beyond me. But Tom Brady is definitely the best quarterback to ever played the game. My yeah, personal. I agree with that. So I feel like this was really solidify his legacy, like to because. Up until this point, you know, they would say we never knew if it was Tom or if it was Bill Belichick. Right. So this would be the time for him to break away from that and be like, listen. I mean, I I, me. I think
0: regardless of whether he gets the Super Bowl, I I could with pretty no, no. I could pretty emphatically say that it's Tom and not Bill.
1: No, we can't say that. We can't yes, say we can that. Say. Yes. No. We can.
0: All right, so this is let – me, let me give you a little bit of, of, of my high-level thoughts. Have not watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play a full game yet this year. So don't have a lot to say there. I agree with you on the I can't bet against Tom Brady thing. The caveat there is unless he's playing Patrick Mahomes because I can't <laughs> bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's everything you said. Um, I, I watch him. And we've obviously both watched a lot of NFL quarterbacks and we've had to watch them from a tendencies, what do they do well type of thing, not just for the enjoyment of the game. And so when I'm in, in game mode, I tend to watch like that too. And when I watch Patrick Mahomes play, he does things I've never seen before
1: out of Absolutely. the quarterback
0: position. And, and when you compliment, compliment that with, the players that he has available the weapons that exist on that offense I just don't think that any deficit is out of reach and in saying that Patrick Mahomes will play in his second Super Bowl before he's accumulated two losses of um, I think they said two losses of more than a you know 10 points touchdown. or whatever the case is it, it was a touchdown
1: that <laughs> was a touchdown no they, the last time he lost by more than a touchdown yeah was in 2016 i think against iowa state he lost All right. he got beat pretty bad too he lost by like but, 56 points but that's, that's, that's the right deal him. for
0: me <laughs> is when i hear that i think it speaks to the fact that there, there's not a situation that they can't come back from. There's not a situation where you feel like the game's out of reach. They don't right. even let it get there. But it, even if it was, you felt like they're, you feel like they're playing basketball on a football field.
1: Yeah, they're and they're very equivalent to the Golden State Warriors when Kevin. That's Durant what it wins. is. It doesn't that's matter exactly if they were down is. by thirty points. They will, they could come back and win this game.
0: Yep, and so that's so, where yeah, I'm at with that, it.
1: That's that's the problem. With us. Like they're never out of it. Like no. he's going to find. But this is the thing. They have been I, – what I will say is, one, their defense is peaking at the right time. They've yes. been playing very good defense the past couple of weeks. What
0: you can say about them from a year ago as well is that – Yeah. They, they needed their defense to play well. They played they
1: play well. well. Absolutely. With that being said, I – it's Tom, man. <laughs> I know,
0: I know, I know, but for me
1: to, I'm scared to go against. <laughs> I think
0: it's a little bit of a changing of the garden. It's not to take anything away from Tom Brady because I I think that he's the best quarterback that's played the game that that I've watched play the game for sure, but I I just don't know if if there is a situation where Patrick Mahomes isn't the guy that I'll put my money on right now.
1: See, but see, this is the thing. Okay. Let's let's flip the roles here because t- last time they played was the regular season. They were up 17 to nothing. They finished the game 27, 24. So sure. Tom took the Patrick Mahomes role. He did. That's what's scary. If Tom it's comes scary. out and plays scary. like that, it's, it's, I don't know. It might be like fifty-six to fifty-four. So yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't... It's gonna be. This is this is a game that I think a lot of us Tom really got wanted.
1: All the weapons he got. He got Mike Evans, Guy his A-B's playing Gronk. I th- and I personally think that they haven't been using Gronkowski for this for this particular game purposely. They don't want him to be on tape to show what he could do until it's time. And I think he just gonna pop out of nowhere and have a good game. I just, I, my my personal opinion, he might not, but he, I, I just think he is.
0: I can't dispute anything you're saying right <laughs>
1: now.
0: <So> well, <laughs> we'll we'll table that one. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Super Bowl Sunday coming up in a couple of weeks. Hey everybody, it's Joshua Perry. Thanks for listening to The Joshua Perry Show. We're at the halfway point of this episode with Tyvis Powell. It's a ton of great content, but it was a super long episode and I understand that. So if you need to get up, maybe stretch your legs a little bit, go do something else, totally understand. But on the back half of this, we've got some more great content for you.
1: Everybody who's sticking around, let's get back to the show. I wanted to hit...
0: Another college football topic, real quick, coaching type situation. And then I want to I end the podcast asking you if you heard this little thing that's been going on. But um, <laughs> Steve Sarkisian is replacing Tom Herman at the University of Texas.
1: Yes, he is.
0: All right. So first question is, um, is grade Tom Herman as a head coach considering what he did at Houston and then how he what his career looked like at Texas number one then second question is um, if you're Steve Sarkeesian how do you turn that thing around
1: at, at Houston I give him an A plus I mean he he basically took what what coach Meyer and coach Mick did at Ohio State he took that that plan and he took it to Houston and it just worked like a charm you know Coach Herman's always been very good at offense. You know, he was like an offensive genius when I was – when he was at Ohio State, my personal opinion. Um, he went to Houston. They adapted the culture really well. And boom, it just blew up. He gets to Texas and, you know, eh, it wasn't – they didn't adapt really well. I mean, it's, it's Texas. You know, they probably are stuck in their ways. It's probably going to take a while. You know, people. people always – when you come in and change the culture – it's always did it take pitch. a while at
0: Ohio it, State?
1: Yes. Yes. The no. results uh, didn't take that wait, long. Wait a minute. When you say take a while, okay, the while is this. Coach Meyer got there in January. Everybody did not fully buy into that until I'll tell you exactly when, when they played Michigan State his first year. That's here, here. Yeah, they drink, <laughs> drink the water. That, yeah. that was it. That was the that was the first. It took all the way up until then for everybody to fully buy it. I mean, we was there. We seen a lot of push and pull from players. You know, people with the five a.m.s. A lot of people was mad about that. You know, a lot of people didn't fully respect Coach Meyer right right off the bat because it just seemed like you know they were used to you know, track. Coach Tress was just like they were two different coaches. Like Coach very Tress different. Was, was a very easy going guy talk to you, you know, that type of thing. You get urban and urban is kind of like, you know, what if you're not doing nothing for me? I don't have nothing to really say to you type guy, you know? And it's, you know, it's like, he makes it uncomfortable for people. And, you know, people take that as disrespectful. Like, you know, like who are you, who you think you are type thing. So it took a lot of people to, it took a while for people to buy into what he was doing. But once he did, you know, it took off. Now, Herman, when he went to Texas, you know obviously they didn't do it the first year, and they and they blamed they you know they blamed everybody else, you know they blamed the they fired the coordinators, kept Herman, and he tried to get it again, but you know what I'm hearing is that people they still didn't like what he was doing they didn't they didn't buy what he was selling, and I think like Herman had all the potential in the world to to turn Texas around. I really think he could have done it, and you know. They did them kind of wrong because they said that they was like during the season, they were already planning on trying to find a new coach. Sure. But then they come out and say, you know, we're we're sticking with Herman. That's worry. when you know the
0: coach is getting fired. Anytime <laughs> yeah, the LA director <laughs> nah, comes nah, out and says wrong, such and such is absolutely nah, our guy, you can nah, you should go to Vegas and put down the money that somebody else is gonna be coaching there.
1: Nah, it's wrong. No, it's, but that's it's how like, it goes.
0: Every time they say, Oh, such and such is our guy. And be like, all right, I'm gonna just put my little countdown clock on this thing right here. Days until such but, and such gets see, fired.
1: Well, that goes back. This year, though, goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this this episode, where it's like, you know, outside of Herman, they had a new everything. So it, you can't really say if they was gonna be good or not because. They didn't have, excuse me, they didn't have the the training or the time to really install their playbooks in. So, yes, I agree. It was I kind of on the go. Like, I talked to, but. I even talked to Coach Ash, like, after the season was over. And he was like, I was like, Yeah, you, I actually, after they got with, with that shootout with Oklahoma, I said, Yeah, they it, settled Listen, let me talk to you for a second. <laughs> you, you keep this up, you're going to be sitting next to me. <laughs> you got to figure something out. But as the as the year went on and they start understanding the defense more, the defense started playing better, and so like that's who was to say that if they started off and had OTAs and all that stuff and was implemented, like who's to say they would have wouldn't have had a better season? Tyrus, so it's kind of, but, it's, but kind of me, it's unfair, Josh.
0: It's not unfair because let me tell you that <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 clue you into something here, and and this will be a lesson that you should take because I'm convinced that one day you'll be a college football coach, so you need to understand the situation. Is
1: I, can't, I, I can't, I'm too real. Y-
0: you could be a college football coach. <laughs> this, is, this is the situation, is don't ever take a job as a coordinator at a school that just fired both of their coordinators because they got a culture issue, it's a dumpster fire, and they're two coordinators away from firing the head guy, which means that you don't have very much job security, so that's a hell of a bet to make. True. And. That's the situation that Chris Ash ended up in. What compounded it, what made it worse, is the fact that COVID nineteen was a thing in that situation. But it, it was already there was already a sense that they were ready to move on from Tom Herman. We're giving you one last shot, bringing some new coordinators. If we don't see the change that we want to see, it's done. And they had their mind made up from the jump. So fair Absolutely. or unfair, I that's exactly that. what was going to happen.
1: It's not. It's not. Is that fair?
0: I don't give a damn if it's fair. It's life.
1: You're right. You're right. but the COVID nineteen really it should have got him some way right? No, you
0: know what it
1: did. You no. know, what it bought it, him time to finish the season. That's what it did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it, we'll let you finish. Yeah.
0: Well, and here's the other thing too is I I don't know how fat how bad I can really feel because I I mean these coaches their, their contracts got bought out and it wasn't cheap.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, he ain't tripping. Yeah. So it <laughs> listen. Chili. <laughs> as, long as That, that shit clear on Friday. chili. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So let me bring you to another dumpster fire. Um, another team starts with T where is Orange, Tennessee. Uh, so Tennessee was in the running a couple of years ago to get Greg Schiano to be. Yes. Th- yes th-
1: their he head actually coach. I thought he actually signed he,
0: the D- he, he accepted the job. They were getting ready to announce it. And then guys like Clay Travis, who I think is just awful, and other crazy Tennessee people were like, no, 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 you can't bring him in because X, Y, and Z reasons, which are all kind of ludicrous.
1: It was like the – The The Sandusky, Penn State. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm not going to dive too far into that because I know it gets into some things that are very – It's a very –
1: it's a sensitive subject. But
0: there's (laughs) – There's very little to say that he had anything to do with what went on there. And that's where I'll leave it. Um, And other schools have felt comfortable hiring him. He's had jobs elsewhere. So that was, I think, Tennessee fans' way of not hiring a coach that maybe they didn't fully want. Anyway, um, so enough backlash happened. (laughs) They said no. Jeremy Pruitt gets the job. And then, you know, he does his thing. He's doing all right. Um, they, they sign him to an extension. And then this is the wild part, is they end up paying um, 1000 bucks an hour, essentially, to a law firm to investigate their own athletic department. So the athletic department is <laughs> paying a law firm 1000 bucks an hour to investigate their football program so they could turn around and fire the coach that they just signed to a contract extension with cause so they don't have to pay his buyout. Tyvus, if, if you're evaluating that situation <laughs> as a potential coaching candidate, what do you think?
1: Why? Well, first of all, why would you sign him to an extension? They, they, give
0: out, they give out contracts. And, and athletic departments, this is the thing. Is there supposed to be these business people and they can raise funds and they know how to broker all these deals and X, Y, and Z? Athletic departments get abused by agents every single day. Every single day, they get abused <laughs> by agents. Co- coaches signing contract extensions they don't deserve. They got these ridiculous buyouts that they got to pay. Uh, uh, who is it? Gus Malzon, who is uh, oh,
1: Auburn, he's with Auburn. Oh,
0: $21.5 million dollars they got to pay him. Guaranteed buyout. They're getting abused, Tyvus. So why did they well, sign him to contract extension? You know, because he's I've got a good agent. That's man. why.
1: One friend of mine once said, If, if you want to be successful, in college, you want to be a good college coach, you don't want to be great, you, yeah, because you,
0: you want to collect that bio. Because
1: right? yeah, if they <laughs> fire you, you get another job, where now you double dipping and all that. So, it, it, <laughs> it's still nobody has proven that to be false, it's got to be a factual statement,
0: yeah. Well, anyway, that's yeah, I
1: don't, but they they hired the guy from USCF, right?
0: Yeah, Josh Heupel.
1: I, I don't know if they I, also I, hired
0: the, the AD from UCF as well.
1: See, I don't know if I really would want to be in a program like that though.
0: Like bingo. Like,
1: like that's so like it's me, obviously something. No, they don't trust me. So no, uh, uh-uh, no, absolutely not. That would not have done that. I mean, I let mean, me, let I, me
0: lay you down a few things here is first off for Tennessee. It definitely was not a home run hire, but it was the not best that they could do. The, yeah. Let me let me, let me me tell you the names that were on the list. They thought that they could get <laughs> PJ Fleck. James Franklin, they thought they could get. Luke Fickle, they thought they could really? get. They thought they could get Tony Elliott, the OC from Clemson, who's getting paid, I don't know, Isn't $2 million he, bucks a year.
1: Wait a minute. Didn't he – did he – no, he no. – some NFL team wanted. They, like, yes. interviewed him or something. Yeah,
0: like I mean, that. he's hot, so he's got his pick, yeah. you know. And so – all, they thought they could get all of those guys, which, which shows that they have out-of-whack expectations for what they think their program is, to think they could attract any of those coaches who have done well where they're
1: Tennessee at. will be good one day.
0: Yeah, okay, but when is that day going to be? I don't know. Question. It's, it's going to be Tyvus Powell Jr. and little, <laughs> little, little JP Jr. lining up playing at Tennessee together is when they're going to be good again because it's going to be a while, buddy. So you got well, that with situation. This that
1: just went on for sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They I did give it out money in McDonald's bags. Yeah. I uh, I'd, be like,
0: I'd be like, hey, little JP, go pick that thing up over there. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and pick that up. Um, anyway, so we got that situation there, which shows that they're totally out of whack. And then the situation where... They, they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to fire their coach with cause that they just signed to a contract extension. So, no, I wouldn't take it. But
1: it's a dirty game, man. If, <laughs> if
0: you're Josh Heupel, you probably want to take that opportunity because you inherited a Scott Frost, which I'll talk about him in a hot sec, a no, program man. that Scott him. Frost won his little national title at.
1: He didn't uh, win it, but they, you know, they... Exactly. whatever yeah so whatever yeah. they went they
0: went 10 and 1 or I'm sorry they went uh 12 and 1 then 10 and 3 and then 6 and 5 so I don't know how hot his name was really gonna be so it, and so this is what you get with Tennessee though is you get a coach who he feels like he has to take this opportunity because he's coming off of basically declining production and then when when you're Tennessee you can't get the coach that you really want because y'all know how to operate as an athletic department.
1: He Absolutely he's why. actually he's playing with house money if we really want to be he honest. Because he is. is now, you know, probably the recruiting is gonna go down. So now it's like if you do bad, you know, it's like everybody gonna look at it but like you know,
0: I disagree like, with that. Cause I no. really don't I don't think Tennessee fans are rational. I really don't. They Josh, they, they they believe be right. that they Josh. they believe Peyton Manning's still their quarterback. Like they're living <laughs> in a completely different reality than the rest of us. Gosh. Tennessee fans will tell you that they should be competitive with Alabama every year.
1: They're they're delirious, then. Listen <laughs> this is the thing. Josh, they're gonna get their their recruiting is gonna obviously be hurt from this. They they might get some type of suspension. They you know might They probably will. <laughs> Listen, if we got if we got suspended for a year, there's no way they're not. But anyways. They're going to get some suspicion. So, it's like, you know, the players might not be – they're not going to seem like they're going to be motivated. All he has to do is win a few games. Like, you know, just show like – what is it, 12 games? He wins nine of those games, which is very hard in the SEC, but you win nine of those games. Like, he's going to be a hero. Then they're going to say, now, what happens if he gets recruited? Like, what if he gets the good recruits now? What's going to happen? Let's see what he does then. So he's actually what, going to What buy it. what what made you bring up the number
0: 9? he <laughs> 9 games. You know how hard it is to win 9 games. <laughs> where where would you pull the number 9 from? I'm curious.
1: <laughs> that that's see like a, it seems like a a respectable season. How about that? Bro, now, you win nine it, games. Eight,
0: eight and four is a respectable no. season. No, no, no,
1: no it's it not. is. It absolutely
0: games. is. You get yourself to a nice little mid-tier bowl game. <laughs> you were competitive, but you weren't overwhelming. It's respectable.
1: I would like eight no, and four is is, is at a at a school what has like that. What's his record been the past couple of years? That what I figured right, out. Me, out. Me, so we figured me, that out. We'll know something because not if, if it's anything close to the head like if he shows some improvement they're going to stick like it's going to show that you know he's a good he's a good head coach because he came in in these conditions and he still had his team fight to win games like that that's the look he's going to get like that's where that's had to be what he was thinking
0: all right so under Pruitt they were uh five and seven eight and five and then three and seven
1: so eight and five is okay
0: 8 and 5 is it's not 8 and 4 I said is respectable. You got to win the bowl game. It's got to be 9 and 4. The 8 and 5 brings it down a lot. You got to win the bowl game because you're you're in a mid-tier bowl at that point. You, it's a very winnable game. You have to win the bowl game. See? <laughs> Where did you get the dump at They went seven yeah. and five that regular season, actually. I remember because they, they beat Indiana in the bowl game. Indiana should have won that. So, as a matter of fact, it, it wasn't all that. You know, they had to they had to get over the hump to get the eight.
1: That was red real- so <laughs> five. That was Josh. The man went nine games. they are not that. winning nine
0: games, Ty. This is <laughs> what I'm telling you.
1: You know what? They said the Buckeyes would be hurt after. The- after their suspension and their probation. And what they do? They pop 12 of them straight out. Boom, 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 boom. It's and a the, very different situation.
0: It it's a very, right. Ohio State had one bad year. One bad year. One bad year.
1: <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee could be on the rise. So this could be, what was They're they record last year?
0: Three and seven.
1: Oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to get off of that. I'm going to get off of that. Um, I gotta say this one last comment real quick. We're talking about Josh Heupel coming from uh, uh, Central Florida. I mentioned Scott Frost. Here's my hot take on Scott Frost.
1: You, you guys, the beef with your boy, I swear.
0: He should have never been hired to coach Nebraska. At, at Central Florida, he had the 12 and or 13 and 0 season or whatever he had. Rest of his seasons were losing seasons. Gets to Nebraska, hasn't had a winning season yet. Convince me of how he's a good coach. You convince me that he's a good coach.
1: (laughs) Well, you can't count this year. This is his second year, right? It's
0: third year or fourth year, maybe.
1: No. no, It's
0: his third year.
1: Okay. Yeah. This 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 year is a wash. We ain't even go. It's not a wash. We, this is a it wash. might be
0: his fourth year. Let me let me look real quick.
1: This year you can't even count it. It's a wash. You know, they, I don't even think they what, they play five five games maybe. They didn't no,
0: Nebraska played all their games.
1: Oh really? So Dang. it's not a
0: wash. Yeah, we had the full <laughs> sample
1: size. It was terrible conditions, you know. <laughs> terrible Whatever this, this this upcoming year's he doesn't have the quarterback, you know. They was you can't go into a season and have think they that had two. Have. That's the problem. You can't do.
0: that. It is a problem. You can't. They had they had, had one,
1: one guy, guy.
0: returner who who as a freshman everybody thought was going to become the best quarterback in the Big Ten. So that's a development issue because he's a great kid from all accounts. That's a development issue about? on Martinez? them. Yes. And then they had a McCaffrey. How'd you mess that up? Michigan ruined the McCaffrey. Nebraska ruined the McCaffrey. I mean, what are we doing?
1: They're making terrible decisions. That's what the problem is. They if you go to the Big Ten, you have to go to Ohio State. That it we need to like, especially if you're a quarterback, I would definitely What if
0: Ohio say State doesn't offer you? Then you just would not go say? to
1: the Big Ten. Well, let me, yeah, let me I'll put it let me let me let me
0: Go Name ahead, me a quarterback
1: ahead. from the Big Ten that's been successful, other than I guess Trace from Penn State, maybe. Name me another in quarterback that you was like, No, no, in college, like in the past five years outside of Ohio State's quarterback, who has really I, been like
0: Connor Cook wasn't good, CJ Beathard wasn't a good player. <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, I can, I can't they're not, I'm not, not there's not elite guys, but these guys are good. Connor, Connor Cook, Cook wasn't Cook, a good player? No,
1: Connor, no, uh, no.
0: Tyvis, Tyvis, no. Now, now you're just being bitter.
1: I am. I picked Connor Cook okay, off in of high school. Right. And I should have okay. I should have had him in college, but they called my stuff down, which Ray Charles could see that was an interception. That's, <laughs> that's another story to even begin with there. So, no. Uh, Con- all right, got, so, so let Connor me – Connor Cook is good because he beat us.
0: I'm not saying that he's good because he beat us. I'm saying that he's good because he, he was an all-time Michigan State quarterback. He was one of the best that they've had. He, was, he, been, he might have been the best quarterback in the Big Ten outside of the Ohio State guys. And the Ohio State guys might not have necessarily been better players, just better producers. Battle me on that one. Battle me on that one.
1: I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. I don't remember any quarterback. <laughs> I, because 100%. there's
0: no one to remember. Joe Staley. I, I like Joe. Joe had a flip phone. He wasn't Joe ain't no guy. He got a flip oh, phone. Oh,
1: stop. Joel, he you, took you him remember to the, him? He got they, they went to the, he was uh he took us to the big Ten championship, didn't he? I I'm telling you, we there were a couple of low-key
0: Guys, here. All right, so he let me give you my power rankings.
1: What of, does that of when, have
0: to do with anything? That he yeah, do yeah, I'm telling you right now. I need my quarterback to have not a flip phone.
1: <laughs> as a flip flip phone.
0: I need this, a quarterback bro, that has a burner phone. You know what I'm no, saying?
1: Joshua, no, Josh. It shows that he's focused on the game. I need. I need, I need a QB with a burner he's phone. Not, I need
0: a QB that's got a all. little it's something, so creepy, something
1: yeah. to him. He's into playbook.
0: It's so like Justin Fields, the vegan QB thing that just really turned me off.
1: Really? It worked yeah. out for
0: him? not I don't, I, I don't know. Like I bet you, I bet you, I bet you if Justin Fields, I bet you if Justin Fields was a meat eater, he would have never got his ribs tore up like the way he did.
1: I tell you what, I tell you what, if he was a meat eater, he would, first of all, ain't nothing wrong with no meat, first of all. Second of all, I think it helped him, his, his health, you know his health wise we'll he
0: we'll converse about this offline i yeah, gotta get this right
1: wrapped up be, in a little you, bit you come up with the guy who's on diets all the time i can't believe you sit up here acting like this
0: i'm on diets i'm not vegan
1: i my my uh sister-in-law is vegan and she's she's fine
0: my older brother's vegan which one
1: West. Oh, you only got—we only got one, yeah. Wes. Yeah, I
0: mean, tween- you, you know, Wes. you know, he's—he's he's my brother. I love him to death. He's a great guy, but it, you know, he's a little different. That's a vegan thing. <laughs> What's wrong? Wes, Wes ain't gonna be my 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 first round <laughs> draft pick quarterback. Me, you know so, what I'm so saying? you're
1: telling me you you couldn't be a vegan?
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua,
1: yeah, a little slim down a little bit. You healthier? I'm slimming
0: down already. You see how skinny my neck is right now?
1: No, I think
0: it looks great. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Nobody you. asked you. <laughs> no. All right, so let me let me finish with this because I got to wrap this show up because this I one's going to be a long episode. We might have to release this bad boy as a two-parter. All right. So did you see? Did you see GameStop's stock?
1: Yeah, them, at a- AM, them at AMC, they went from two dollars to fourteen dollars. Okay. Something
0: like that. Yes, and so I we got to talk did about you, you
1: this. You Did you buy stock?
0: No, I don't, I don't buy single stocks. I I only do indexes. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to beat the market by too much. I'm just trying to do something that will generate me wealth long term. I'm not giving out financial advice. I'm just telling people the philosophy that I use in the Perry household. Now (laughs) there's this subreddit, um, it's called Wall Street, I believe. And it's just these regular Joes that say, hey, like, this is a stock that hasn't been performing well, but I think I'm going to buy it. These are the reasons why I'm going to buy it. Sometimes people buy it, sometimes they don't. But it's just, it's, a, it's a, an internet thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Folks have been talking about GameStop for a while. And so a bunch of these people off of this internet community decided they were going to buy GameStop to the point where it shot up in value, like you said. The issue was that the, the hedge fund managers on Wall Street we're shorting the GameStop stock. And so what a, what a short is, is essentially a bet that a stock is going to go down in value. And if it goes down in value, you make money on it. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but like that's what people do, They short stocks. You can short a lot of different things. It's kind of where um, people who made money when the housing bubble burst, it was because they had shorts on some of the different um, uh, mortgage-backed securities and all kinds of different stuff. Again, not going to get too far in the weeds on that. So the 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 hedge fund people lost, I think billions with a B dollars worth of money based off of this stock going up. And so now they're like, they're they're shutting down the whole stock exchange <laughs> to figure out what the hell is going on. And there were some millionaires that were made off of this GameStop uh, stock, and the same thing like you said with AMC. And I just wanted to throw this out here as a thought because I always got to put my little spin on it. The the wall street people manipulate stock values all the time. They don't say it. They don't get on the internet and, and come out and say what they're doing, but that's what they do. That's why they don't lose money. Wall street, does not lose money and when they do they got somebody who'll come in and print some money so they'll be fine anyway <laughs> but some regular joes that decide that they want to manipulate some stocks and make a little bit of money to take home the mom all of a sudden it's an issue and they're ready to shut the whole thing down just kind of wanted to throw that out there i thought it was kind of cool I don't, it's not something that I necessarily want to see.
1: They lost billions of dollars. Y'all. They lost
0: a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And it's not something I necessarily want to see as a trend, but I'm glad that the little guy finally got to feel what it's like to be one of the big wigs, and the big wigs get to feel what it's like to be the little guy.
1: You, do you think that's going to make them better people moving forward?
0: No, they're still going to be slimy snakes, just terrible liars, so you, cheaters, you don't feel stealers.
1: Bad that they lost billions of dollars?
0: I don't personally feel bad um, Billions, I, for, two, for two reasons is Billions. number one, these folks, they're going to get it back. And, and you know, they're, they're like, managing all these. Sure. So they're going to get it back. Number one. And then number two, they're, they're going to continue to be exactly the way that they are. So it's just a small bump in the road for these cats. I don't feel bad. They're already trying to figure out ways to make sure this never happens again. So here we are being fraudulent. It's perfectly fine. We'll be good to go. I just needed to need to bring you in on that one. I thought it was pretty funny.
1: It's nice to even the even the thing once in a while, you know. We'll get yeah. some. You Flip didn't. It. You didn't. You
0: didn't get any of the the AMC or the GameStop. No,
1: nah, I, I think Mike Weber did. No, I seen. Really. Him tweet, I seen a tweet this morning. He said, "I'm so glad I bought that two dollar AMC stock. I'm feeling good this morning."
0: Yeah, I I uh, and I don't you know need to divulge too much detail, but uh, took a look at one of my accounts my portfolio is up uh, like 19% over where it was a year ago. And that's way outperforming the market and I'm not doing anything fancy right now. So I don't need to be on the GameStop and the AMC. I'm just going to keep staying on the plan it I'm on right now.
1: It would have been nice to have been though.
0: It would have been. And you know, we look back and we play the what ifs. You know, what if I would have bought that bitcoin that my high school friend was no, telling me to buy in 2010? Me no, and you Josh, wouldn't be friends right now, Tyvis. If I had if I bought would've... that Bitcoin, we wouldn't be friends. I would have never you, met you.
1: You wouldn't have went to Ohio State and did discuss. I would
0: have I I would have I would have I would have been on my own. I would have I would have gone to OSU. I would have played ball. I would have been on a completely different BS, oh, yeah. whatever, you know, pine, and it wasn't even all like that, but I would have just known, just in my back of my little mind, like, oh yeah, I got this going on that y'all can't even touch right now.
1: you right. No, nah, that's like, that would just be me saying, if I would have hit this lotto last week, <laughs> last Friday, Joshua, first of all, personally, I would have came up to you and asked you, bro, how, how much you need? Just, th- just throw a number out there. I- on me, baby. What you need? <laughs> hey, all I need, I,
0: all I need this, is a mortgage paid for and I'm good.
1: Listen, we got seven seven hundred 730 million, I think, it's something like Joshua. Get with it. on me, baby? Whatever you need. All I <laughs> need is a
0: mortgage paid for and I'm good, you know?
1: I, I, good. I was sitting there, like, really sitting there thinking, like, if I won the lotto, what would I do with the money? Joshua, I only could come up with... I probably would spend realistically i probably spent like five million dollars and i don't know what i would do with the
0: rest oh no no no. i i had it mapped out i really did i'll (laughs) tell you i'll tell you my breakdown
1: i'll tell you my breakdown
0: right here so seven thirty. there's probably what like 400 million after they take everything else no
1: it was up to a billion to take now you might be right it might be 400 after they do yeah because they they
0: they only take they withhold like 24 percent for federal and then, of course, you're up to the 37 or 39, whatever that tax bracket is. And that doesn't include state and local. So I'm, I'm running the numbers on it. But So I would have got that. Let's say it was 500. F it. So I would have given 10 to my parents. I would have given
1: 10, ten. That's it?
0: to that's my parents are old they're you know my dad's 66 mom's you 60. you ten, right,
1: ten, yeah say so they you know that'll <laughs> last them
0: way beyond their days they'd be fine 10 to maddie's parents and then she's got her brother mason um i would have given him five and then her two sisters five i would have paid for all three of their college my older brother i would have given uh seven and a half my younger
1: <laughs> really? gotten why? seven and a half. Why seven and a half? Why not
0: it's it's in between my parents and her parents, and then the 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 siblings get five, the the young ones, but Wes and Jared are adults, so I figured I'd give them a little bit more because they got adult bills.
1: Why? You know, why? the young
0: the young ones their That's money what? has more time to compound and grow. That's you know what, you what I'm got saying?
1: Five you got five hundred million. You, seven and a half? Yeah, <laughs>
0: because this is this is just the initial because the now i'm taking straight off the top probably 200 and i'm just, <laughs> that's for me to do whatever the rest of the money and there's you know there's there's close to 300 million that would still be left the rest of the money is going in a trust somewhere and then I'll have rules on how that money can be used.
1: See, that's what I was going to do. I but would set Leiliana up in the future. I would, I would say when you turn 18, this is your college fund. Yeah. When you, then when you, get, when you graduate college, this is your money for graduating. I would have been acting
0: a fool, though. because And I'd been had about
1: 40, I'd give her some real, like 35. 35, I'd, have had I'd be like, you get the rest of this.
0: A mansion said, here. I would have had a condo in San Diego. I'd have had a condo in New York. I'd have had a, a flat in Chicago. For I, would, what? I would just, <laughs> just because I'd have something in Austin or <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> I have a spot in why? Because I could Airbnb. them.
1: Joshua, you know what I would do? <laughs> you could do that. You could do that. I would do the guys play a video like Drake did. I just take people over. I go get clear people's layaways, clear people's health, debt, all that. Like I just so I'm that's a, actually something.
0: That is something to like, if you had it like that, the way to really give back is somebody who's got like crippling medical debt or somebody who is like yeah. a like, worker that's got dad. like a master's in social work and just can't get ahead on their student loans. Like just not yeah, something out for somebody. That,
1: Cause like, I'm not like, I not. like I say, I'm a set lately. For the future. Oh bro. But <laughs> all I'm,
0: all I'm eating is filet <laughs> mignon for the rest of my life. Every meal. I'm like I'm doing I'm doing steak filet mignon steak sandwiches for lunch, and, and then the only Are thing you I'm still drinking.
1: Working out?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have a trainer. The <laughs> only thing I'm drinking is Vouv champagne and Louis the <laughs>
1: That's
0: all. That's all I have a taste for. I don't. And think, I, I could a- I could spend it like that, and it would never run out.
1: I don't. I have I'm probably really- four
0: cars just to me, and it wouldn't matter. It
1: it literally would not matter. You can't spend all that. That's. You that's the problem. I don't think I would ever spend all the money, but it's just like I wouldn't be I wouldn't do pointless. I wouldn't buy like pointless cars. Like I yes, I, I would. Give, yes, I, I would. Give a truck it's not pointless.
0: I'd have cars for every situation. I'd have an SUV, I'd have a sedan, I'd have a sports car, I'd have a pickup truck. Have every situation covered.
1: Joshua, you 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 get by real really well now. You have one vehicle.
0: Sure. Absolutely, so I, only, I got why, one vehicle money.
1: So why, why do you need all As these, soon as I get- You know you're two, gonna, you know only yeah. drive one car at a time, right?
0: Right, but you, you drive them in different situations. Like My, my perfect setup is to have, uh, we got paid for. So I want to buy the next one cash, but I want to have my SUV and a sedan because I would drive them in different situations.
1: Mm. When would you drive this today? Just
0: curious. That's, that's getting around the city all the time. I need, you know, something that is you, a little bit more fuel would you, efficient. Would you get
1: a Rolls Royce?
0: No, I'm talking about just in my personal life. I want an Audi.
1: I'm talking about if you hit the money. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. I,
0: I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could stomach driving a car like that because I'd be like, anytime there was a pothole, like, I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm about to bend around. <laughs> no,
1: it doesn't matter no, if, to you. If, it, it wouldn't five, matter, but yeah. I
0: just, I would, I, 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 just, I don't even think I could feel comfortable even with that kind of money driving something like that. I would have, I would have a, an LS Lexus, or I would have an Audi A8. What is
1: with you in these Lexus? I love
0: Lexus. Yeah, Mercedes. you do. I love yes, Lexus
1: you do. <laughs>
0: and then for the SUV, it would either be the new Escalade, the new Mercedes SUV that just came out. That thing is fire, or the big Lexus truck. Why not the why
1: not the Hummer the new Hummer? I don't want no Hummer. And then what I say sports car,
0: the sports car I would do the uh the LC Lexus, and then for the pickup truck I'm an F150.
1: You know what you need to go you need we need to find a way to get you uh, a Lexus sponsorship. Yeah, by Lexus. Yeah, I
0: agree. I agree. I would be. be I would. Be the easiest guy too. I have nothing. Though, yeah. I have nothing good to say or nothing bad to say about those cars. Only good things. I love them. I should have never gotten rid of mine. I I need to get another one. Honestly, I love them. They're fantastic cars.
1: <laughs> Look at you. Are You really upset. You really <laughs> missed the next?
0: All right, we got to wrap this thing up. This 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 <laughs> might be a, this might be a two parter. I got to talk to Zolden as soon as we're life. finished up here. But. <laughs> Tyvis Powell, I thank you for spending some time with me this evening.
1: Oh, no problem. Josh, it was always great talking to you, my brother.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have you back on this offseason, too. We'll <laughs> yeah, we got a lot
1: to talk. We can talk chickens. Wow. That's, bi- that's
0: business talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, folks. I uh, appreciate you tuning in, as always, to the Joshua Perry Show. We uh, love your support. Looking for the subscribe Rate five star Tyvis. Anytime he's on a program, it's five stars only. Um, and so we would appreciate that for the Joshua Perry show. Of course, shout out to my guy, Andrew Zolden, who's always uh, doing a great job for us editing, a mixing. A <laughs> little bit of input, never hurt anybody. Appreciate that, Zolden. I am Joshua Perry, and this is the Joshua Perry show.